Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah, man, grooving. Groovy stuff, man. This is really groovy stuff here. Two pros and a cup of joe, Fox Sports Radio. Some Brady Quinn tunes to kick off hour three here on FSR. I, I know LeVar probably feels some type of way some days. I feel like Jonas never really knows what that feels like, you know? Mm, to nah. feel some type of way. Nah, Mr. Consistency. That's all I am. Well, same guy every day. I don't think he gets it, but yeah, you know. same guy every day. Yeah, uh, it's all right. Listen, I, you know, I'm right. just grooving here. Uh, it's okay. LeVar Arrington. It's Brady Quinn. It's Jonas right. Knox with you here on FSR. You can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates. We're going to take you through the end of the hour, 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific right here on FSR. We've been talking a lot about uh, the passing of the great John Madden, uh, who died yesterday at the age of 85. Uh, impact being felt uh, throughout the NFL world. Um, you know, people that played the game, coached the game were a part of it uh that played the video game that grew up watching football um really was the soundtrack for a lot of people's lives to where you know brady mentioned it you thought of thanksgiving you thought of of john madden you just him pat summerall the voices if you grew up on football like it seemed like every time the 49ers were on madden and summerall were calling a game Hmm. because they were it was the number one game the 49ers were always you know one of the better teams in the 80s or the 90s and and just a legendary career uh throughout and we've had a different uh sound of uh, john madden's time uh in the booth or outside of the booth uh and uh, here was a little bit more this was john madden and pat summerall back in the day uh having a conversation during a game Who's this guy right here? Oh, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> Who's the lady next to him? Right here. Yes. And Margaret? Yes. Huh? How's that? <laughs> Didn't you coach Burt Reynolds? Yes, I did. At Florida State? Yes. Was he any good? He was a defensive back. <laughs> I know. Was he any good, I said? He probably yeah, night, was. He had a good personality. Ah, those guys can't play. He had a good personality. <laughs> That's McPhail. Have you ever seen a defensive back with a good personality that was any good? Well, that's too many qualifications. <laughs> defensive backs usually don't have nice personalities. And linebackers don't either. I mean, linebackers, you know, they're all half goofy. You know, they got their eyes, you know, staring and looking and crossed. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Oh man! I, but how you guys ca- have called games? D- is it just what he does? Is that just a natural gift, or is this something to where you know you you just work, hone your craft? Or because I don't think a lot of people realize how difficult that job is, and it just seemed like he was smooth, man. You don't have very much time to speak in those moments. The, the one thing that I learned very quickly: is you do not have enough. T- like I don't don't let me say enough. You do not have a lot of time. Like, like put it to you like this: If we did radio the way that you have to do in the booth work, we could get every topic out within seconds, <laughs> and still there would still be like ten minutes left <laughs> in the segment. If that's what, so for him to be able to paint a picture 
so vivid and clear to to the listening and viewing audience in that amount in those short amounts burst of time that that's a gift that's a gift i mean that's that's i mean i'm sure it's a ton of work as well obviously and, and a lot of reps but it certainly is a feel and a gift for it well there's there's two things that play there there is what is the game and that's all your work your prep everything else and and, and like anything else you know, everyone's got a certain ceiling. You know, they have certain ability one way or another. And, and, and I, you know, I hate to break this to people, but, like, you can work as hard as you want and achieve as much as you possibly can and still might not be good as someone else just because they're blessed with more, gifted more in, that, in, a, in, a, in this specific way. John Madden was, was blessed with the gift of gab where he obviously knew everything that he needed to know for the game, what was going to be on the field and all that. But he, in those moments, just always had the right thing to say at the right time to make you laugh or, you know, educate you on something or bring, you know, bring something up that, you know, he's just seeing down there in the field. That's not even a part of the game, right? Like, it was that, oh, Burt Reynolds. Didn't you coach that? Like, it just, it's a natural conversation. They were really the first, I think, Madden Summerall, to make you feel like you're just watching the game at a bar with two dudes. And they're just and, and, and it was just the, the, the way that John Madden was so easily able to transition from talking about a blocking scheme to talking about Burt Reynolds on the sideline and who he's with. And I mean it's just it, it's that sort of gift that that's not hard work. That's just natural. You either have it or you don't. And I think someone like John Madden was just incredibly blessed with the ability to make those transitions, have that natural conversation, and to LeVar's point, in a short amount of time, be able to say something that was meaningful. It wasn't just, you know, blabbing something on air. He was, he was the best at it. You know, what else is funny is when you got an OG with you, double OG, triple OG, like Summerall with you, and in and, and, and cases, Summerall would play the instigator. And then clearly in that, in that soundbite, John Madden played the instigator, yeah. right? It's like, and if you want OG, it's, it's so funny because I, I I guess this is a relatable story, but when you walk around dudes and you're around dudes, I went to to the uh, to to a casino one day, right? And I go to the casino and it's Michael Jordan, Charles Oakley. Uh, I want to say Pat Ewing was with him. It was just a who's who. It was a Mount Rushmore basketball players there. And I knew I knew Charles Oakley pretty well. I know him and and know Michael Jordan and knew him pretty well because we were in, in D.C. together. So I come walking in and, and I'm like going to ignore the whole situation because that's just too many big names. And and they had this, their cigars and Mike's like, come here. <laughs> right, so I come over there, and I didn't even recognize the type of chips they had. Like, I think they were chocolate chips, which was like twenty five G's a chip <laughs> or something like that. I was like, I'm clearly not supposed to be near you and around y'all. And they just started joning on me, like easily. Just, just <laughs> like, what kind of shoes you got on there, buddy? Like that, like just started joning on my outfit. Like, oh, you think you're cute? Da da da. This that and other. And you start to think about people like Summerall, like like Madden, and in that that moment where you could look at MJ and and look at them, and it's like they can talk as bad about me as they want to. <laughs> like you're sitting there joning on Burt Reynolds, which, by the way, if if you look at uh, Anne Margaret, yeah, <laughs> when she was younger, 
uh, Bert wasn't doing bad with his date or or escort or whatever she was, his friend to the game. Yeah, and, and, you, <laughs> and you're sitting there joning on him on national television within the parameters of the game. Like, was he good? Like, he was a defensive back. He actually, I believe, he was a kicker. I think he kicked. I think he was getting like I think he like built his like reputation off of kicking field goals. I I be, I thought. Summerall? No, no, Burt Reynolds. Oh, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, I thought so, he was a DB. Well, I found out something new today because I thought he was a kicker. And, and here's the funniest thing about it. Regardless of what it is, Summerall was joning. He was clowning him. Like, he had a good personality. John Matt knew to stay with him. Yes. Well, but was he a good player? <laughs> well, he was a good guy. Subtle ball busting. Come on, man. Yeah. You can't just – everybody cannot do that is the point I'm making. Everybody can't Joan on a Burt Reynolds. Everybody can't call you up and make fun of you right in front of your face with other people around and you be okay with it. But Madden and Summerall, Madden, they could do it. And you and you were okay with it, like all right. By you the got way, me. Burt Reynolds was a running back, so I was way running off. back. All right, running I back. thought he was a kicker. Nah. Uh, to, to I mean, me, regardless, he wasn't good enough to do to be known he, in any other form he, other than an actor that played ball at Florida State. That's the point of the story. He, he was, had a good personality. He was a director in Boogie Nights. That's what I know him as. Uh, now we talked about uh, John Madden. On, was he really? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, that was a pretty. I mean, that's what I heard. Movie. I never seen that movie. Oh. Uh, now uh, we talked about the John Madden. Is and funny as all. Get out. <laughs> it sure is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we uh, talked about him and uh, the stuff on Thanksgiving and just the the soundtrack to uh, growing up and listening to football back in the day. Uh, here was uh, him uh, making the turducken uh, famous. Here, uh, this was uh, John Madden back in the day. You brought to the the uh, knowledge of America the turducken, and so our friends at the Four Seasons cooked you a turducken. Oh, there it is. That is. I think it's a turducken. It is a turducken, but I got to show you how to. Oh, oh, I, I, I can't show you. I need fresh turducken. I'm going to have crazy turducken. Here's how you slice it. See, a lot of people don't know. You have to slice it down the middle. See, and then you slice it across this way. Because what it is, it's a it's a deboned chicken stuffed in a deboned duck stuffed in a deboned turkey <laughs> with dressing between the chicken and the duck and the duck and the turkey. So as you cut down that way, you go turkey dressing, duck dressing, chicken. I think it's a turducken. It is a turducken, <laughs> but I got to show you how to. Oh, oh, I, I, I can't show you. I need fresh turducken. So that, 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 so that was the. Uh, yeah, that was uh, John Madden uh, breaking down the turducken. Um, I mean, look, man, anything. I, I don't know what he did to turducken sales. I don't know, but I had never even heard of a turducken before John Madden started yeah, talking about neither. it. Had, had I thought no he clue. created it. I didn't know that that was a thing. I thought he created that. I mean, he may have. I mean, yeah, just even like the six, the six. Uh, six turkey legs, turkey, yeah. yeah. Like I think he created though. I think those were his creations, you know, because you were able to give out six six turkey legs on Thanksgiving to the players that you thought played well. And that's better than one. It's better than two to have them there eating those those big old turkey legs. You know, remember when the All Madden team was given out each year to where players really took pride in that. To where Absolutely. if you if you were named on the All Madden team, it like I mean, it wasn't on the same level maybe as the Pro Bowl or being an All well, it Pro. It wasn't but, recognized that way, but that's definitely bragging rights because you want like who would you rather want to be called 
a, a great of the, the year, a, a player of the year, a, a, a special guy of the year, a, a respected, well-known coach or the, the AP? <laughs> That's a good point. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So it's like, all right, you, you know, you guys are voting on who the pro bowlers or who the all pros are. I don't I, – I would – if I got an honor from John Madden, that's going to mean a whole lot more to me, even though it doesn't hold the same type of weight. Yeah, just an awesome career. And they're going to be uh, replaying the uh, All Madden uh, documentary they did. Uh, they showed it on Christmas. I haven't watched it yet. I DVR'd it, and I want to check it out. Um, but, uh, you know, rest in peace, one of the uh, legends of the game, one of the most impactful uh, you know, you know, people I, in the I hope entire he, game. I hope he was in a good enough place – where he was able to take in the amount of admiration that people had for him when that aired on Sunday. I, 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 if, if there is one thing that I would hope for for Coach Madden would be I hope he was in a good enough place mentally, um, health-wise, at the moment where he was able to take it in and, and be able to take that, that one of those as a lasting memory um, with him, you know. Yeah, that that would have been. I, I hope that 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 did happen. Yeah, it's uh, you know just a a good dude from all accounts. Anybody that was ever around him or got to work with him. Uh, we are two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. It can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go. And you think you're calling for a ride home? Now, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. All right. So coming up next, if you would have listened to this show a long, long time ago. You could have made a ton of money, but the good news is it's still available surprisingly. We'll get well, into all that for you Eisman's next year gone now. on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm not the same crazy coach who used to storm around the sidelines yelling at the officials. I've learned to relax, and I drank light beer from Miller. You know that light's got a third less calories than their regular beer? And listen to this. Light doesn't fill me up. Besides that, light tastes fantastic. Oh, sure, there are a lot of other beers around, and you can drink any one you want. As I was saying, I don't care what anybody else... <laughs> there he is, the great John Madden, uh, slinging some. What do you call him, Nick Lachey's Brady Quinn? Is that what uh, we're calling them? Yeah, yeah. Back if, you, if you'll recall, back when uh, Nick Lachey and Jessica Simpson, I forget the name of their reality show, but he was always drinking Miller Lite when he was drinking beer. So my buddies and I tabbed it. Nick Lachey's. Yeah, and before yeah. Nick Lachey's, they were the uh, beer John Madden uh, promoted. So uh, yep. so there it is. Uh, the great John Madden, uh, rest in peace, uh, gone at 85. Uh, just a, a hell of a run uh, through and through from uh, from top to bottom in his NFL career. Uh, Jonas Knox, Brady Quinn, LeBar Arrington, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, keeping up uh, next uh, later on was, in the hour. It was called Newlyweds, by the way. Was it? Yeah, they had just gotten married. How'd that work out? I mean, it worked out for a while. <laughs> Long enough for the show, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it made the right. show work, and it made both of them more popular. But more I, money. Yeah. Has Has any couple that's been on a reality show ever survived? Yeah, Chip and Joanna. Uh, that's cr- uh, well. I, although I, I think theirs is just about their business, not so much about their relationship. Uh you get a decent amount of their personal life in there. You know, I mean, Cutler and Cavallari broke up. Yeah. Uh like yeah. There, there was a run where nobody made it. Nobody survived. 
But yeah, I think that was, was because Cutler was like way better than Kristen Cavalieri. <laughs> he was. And she she sensed it and she was like, I can't let this happen where <laughs> he's gonna overtake me. And, right. And he's gonna get too good, then there's gonna be a spin-off, and there's gonna want to be the show about Jay. It's not gonna it's not gonna be about Kristen. Like I think that was the, the that was where that thing was headed. And she had the foresight to say, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the brakes on here. We need to stop this right now. I'll, I'll keep doing my thing, but I don't want him to steal all the light that's shining on me right now. All right, be honest. Has anybody pitched at, at any degree an idea of Brady, you and Alicia, you know, the Olympian, the uh, NFL quarterback doing a reality show? Is that ever yeah, been a- we were Yeah, we were asked a couple of times. I always said no. And when my wife brought it to me, I was like, if you want to do it, that's great, but you will be single in a heartbeat. Like, I'm not... <laughs> My personal life is not for sale. It, it, <laughs> it's it's one of those reasons why, like cameo, like I can't. I'm not. I'm not here to like completely like beat down on cameo, but like I don't want to put a price tag on what it's going to cost for me to take time out of my day to send you a video. Like I'm sorry. Like I just that to me is like overstepping a boundary that I'm just not willing to cross. So I mean, but if we I, had to put a price tag on it, what would you charge? Exactly. It's priceless. I would not do it. I've been contacted by them about 20,000 times. And I'm like, yep, nope, not for me. Go mm. find someone else. 50 bucks a piece. 50 bucks. You wouldn't do it for 50 bucks? What? A cameo? I, yeah, why not? Yeah. What do they normally go for? I was charging I mean, 100. Normally. I did it yes. for like a month. <laughs> you did it 100 a piece? For like a month. Good for you. A couple months. Yeah, why not? I just got tired of it. <laughs> just didn't want to do it anymore? I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it is weird. It's like uh, you're a jukebox. Like they're just, like, uh, you, you know, know. Hey, Lavar, you want to do this? I was like, I'll try it. I mean, it's quick. It's easy. Like, yeah. And then you start looking, and you get the alerts. It's like, you know what made me stop? I did one, and I ad lived it, and they were like, you totally bombed it. <laughs> yeah, read the script. I was like, take your hundred dollars back, and go kick. A hard pound of sand. And I don't know that I ever did another one after that. Uh, I would charge a buck. Wait, wait, what'd they say? What'd they make you do? Uh, They didn't make me do anything. What they did was, whatever it was, the context of of their message. So so here's here's the problem you can run into, right? They can send you the message and say, here's what we want you to read. Right. And they can type it and might not be able to speak the English language properly through letters. So so they type out what? what your so they type out your script, but it doesn't look like English. Like it, it's like it is is horribly written. So you have to try to like you have to try to sift through the interpretation of what it was that they were trying to write. And is this get, like a computer writing it? No. It's a person. The, the people send you the script that they want you to say. So so when you're reading it, it's like it said something like him over there, you know, like the wrote it like in that way. So so I tried to to oh to like clean it up, and I guess cleaning it up was insulting. <laughs> it was offensive. So screw you. I'm not doing your cameos. Anymore. I mean, for a hundred bucks, you could at least read what they, you know, had had written on the paper. You and, know? and so, had I wrote, read what that, would it, what would it have sounded like? Just give me an example. I, I don't know, man. Just <laughs> just think of someone in the bayou, <laughs> yeah. and they tried to type out exactly what their thoughts were that they wanted you to read, and I couldn't. I 
I couldn't even read it to make sense. So by the time I got to like the fourth time trying to read through it and couldn't really make it make sense, I just I stopped and I said, let me make sense of what this person is trying to get me to write. And and I thought I did it. And they wrote back. They gave me a one star. You suck. <laughs> you can't read. Can't, why can't you read? And 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 the the context is totally not in context. I said, tell you, you know, I cancel it. Uh, by the way, at least though, while you were trying to record it and be a professional, there was nobody on the staff that was uh, making inappropriate gestures to you uh, behind the camera. I don't Le- know least, what you mean. At least you didn't have to worry about that. What do you there, mean? There was nothing. Tell none me of what that you're. Going on. What, what are you listen, talking I'm, about? No, just you know, at least that didn't happen. I'm just saying. I was trying yeah. to to do you know something that make me a quick buck, but you know. It was like all money ain't all that glitters ain't gold, man. All good money ain't good money for certain. I'll, I'll, I'll do it for a dollar. I would do a cameo for a dollar. Nobody, nobody would pay a buck. I thought but it was a it. cool concept. I didn't have a problem with it, and then I started getting into again, like if you're if you're going to send a message that you want the person to read for the person you're going to send it to, and you know what else I didn't like is that they could they could pay for you to do a cameo video. And it would be you promoting their business. And I'm like, I'm not reading that. Yeah, I'm for a hundred bucks I'm to not, be a sponsor or I'm a not, spokesman. I'm not doing that. Like yeah, you're gonna take you'll take this and you'll use this in in a promo campaign, advertising cam. I'm not doing that. Yeah. So it's just too many slick like too too much slick stuff going on. I hear you, man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by type the way. in English when you type Type of message for <laughs> all those people that are still on cameo that have to deal with y'all sending messages and getting mad that they didn't read it the right way like sending a better message <laughs> have somebody type that s out for you I'll if you don't know how to type in the, in the english language but i'll be honest with you uh i i had no idea you were going to sideswipe cameo today i didn't I, know that was going to come I, up <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't sideswipe them uh, i just i was just driving home yeah. the point of what Brady brought up. <laughs> yeah, I'm just bringing it up. I yeah, mean, the, the yeah. reality is it's uh, it, it works for some people out there. It's a nice service. Not for me. Sorry, man. Um, so we've been uh, talking. Uh, and this is uh, the charge was led by LeVar Arrington, who tried to warn everybody about the storm that was Micah Parsons in the NFL. Tried to let everybody know it's coming. Uh, he's a problem. He's going to be a problem. And here we are. Micah Parsons is indeed a problem. Uh, the rookie of the year, d- the defensive rookie of the year, not even uh, worth discussing. Uh, it's a wrap. It's over with. Uh, Micah Parsons is going to be your winner. But... The defensive player of the year odds have uh, switched. And uh, this is according to Fox Bet, where Micah Parsons is now the favorite, followed by TJ Watt, uh, Trevon Diggs, and then uh, Aaron Donald, who comes in fourth. But here's what's interesting is that Micah Parsons is still plus money. So he's still a plus 175, meaning you bet 100 bucks, you win 175. Listen, Brady, you're better at the what's good value and what's not good value. I don't think there's anybody else that I'm even cons- – I mean, th- say whatever you want about T.J. Watt. He's missed time. This feels like this is Micah Parsons' award, and at plus 175, this even though the odds have dropped significantly, this still feels like a value pick and Micah Parsons is going to win this award. I think so. I mean, there's still some risk there, and you kind of never know what you know voters for this kind of stuff are going to do. Um, they could surprise you, especially – if T.J. Watt were to close out the season strong, um, that might change things, right? There's, there's, there's a lot of football left to be played in the AFC North. So that would be my only hesitation because I think he's really the only one in striking distance that could potentially you know, change how you view things. But 
to me, I mean, again, worth the risk. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you could find uh, some way of kind of hedging those two bets based on those odds. But um, to me, I, I think I'd give it to him. I mean, he's had the biggest impact uh, of any defensive player on any team this year. And, and he's done it in a variety of ways. So uh, I, think, I think it is a safe bet. But I do think there's still some risk involved if T.J. Watt was to have some monster performance here down the stretch. You know what's interesting is Dallas finished third in the NFC East last year. Third. And well, it was a tough division. What I mean. was the what was the main yeah? What was the main reason for Dallas finishing third outside of Dak Prescott's injury? Defense. Their defense. Yeah. Their defense has been much maligned for the last several years, and it has been a point of contention. Um for quite some time you bring in Dan Quinn and I knew immediately because if you look at Dan Quinn's resume of what he's been able to do with defenses I knew that that with the personnel that they had on defense that was going to be an amazing addition for Micah to go into to that situation more than any more than TJ Watt more than anyone else and Aaron Donald, anybody else you want to throw in there, Micah Parsons has had the biggest impact on a defense and on a team than any defender in the National Football League, including Miles Garrett. And then if you if you ask yourself, well, how do you quantify that? How do you how do you show that? Because they they're they're NFC, they're going to be NFC East champs if they're not already. I think yeah, they're already over. champs. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got it this past weekend. Uh, they're, so they're, they're a team that you can look at right now today and say that this is a team that's competitive enough to possibly make it to the championship round in the playoffs. They might make the deepest run that they've made in quite some time. This is America's team. You got to take that into consideration by, by, I guess, proclaimed or by by value whatever you want to look at Dallas when Dallas is doing well that's good for business so the fact that he's the catalyst of this because I I mean let's be honest this team is winning you're not going to say Dak Prescott is the catalyst you're not going to say CeeDee Lamb you're not going to say Amari Cooper you're not going to say Ezekiel Elliott you're going to say Micah Parsons and this Micah Parsons led defense, which I, I found to be funny when uh, Lewis Riddick was covering the game and he was talking about how immature uh, Micah was and and this, that, and the other, and Micah needs to learn. Like, Micah definitely is a work in progress and learning, but his understanding of the game and how the dimensions of the field work if you just take a moment in time to stop and watch Micah Parsons play, he's different. And and when I say he's different, I say he's different because I can't categorize or use a player. I don't think he's comparable to Lawrence Taylor, other than the fact that he's probably the best defensive player we've seen on defense since Lawrence Taylor. But I can't compare. Like I said, you would have to take and mash Von Miller – with Ray Lewis to come up with the comparison of what player Micah Parsons is. He's always around the ball or getting off of the ball 
or making the play in the backfield. You just if you understood how difficult that was for someone to be able to do what he's doing, it doesn't matter if he's a rookie. You're not going to see veterans doing what it is that he's doing. And so whether he gets it or not, you still got to look at it from the standpoint of there has not been one defensive player in the National Football League with given the success where the team is currently in their standings where you could say this one player is the reason why they are number one in the champions of their division and going to the playoffs other than him. And also, TJ, Pittsburgh's not going to the postseason. I mean, it's. I think it's a wrap with when it comes to the Their Steelers. Their defense has been poor. And and I just, you know, with the Micah Parsons stuff, they're, they're one of the top teams in the NFC. Uh, I don't even think it's just that he's the best player on defense. I think he's been their best player, period. I think yes. for top to bottom, who's who on the Cowboys is had a better year than Micah Parsons? Not Ooh. Dak. Nobody. I don't think nobody. anybody on offense. But that's what I'm saying. He's the catalyst for the entire team. He's I, the catalyst for the entire. The team I, is winning. I think, I think so this is a lock. You can't say it for Pittsburgh. Like okay, T.J. Watt is the catalyst. I, I would I would argue that Cam Hay- Hayward has had a better year than T.J. Watt. I mean, just being honest, I think. Cam Hayward has been more impactful. So, and if we're going to go to other teams, all right, you go to Cleveland, but they're not having enough success for you to sit there and and say it's a runaway situation for Miles Garrett. And Aaron Aaron Donald came to the table late. If Aaron Donald played the way he's been playing as of late for the entire season, it's a wrap. He gets it again. But he hasn't been doing it for long enough this season. It's only been like the last three or four games that Aaron Donald has been the most. Now, Aaron Donald over the last three, four games has been the most dominant defender in the league. Yeah. But not as as a whole, not for the entire season. I think the award will be won based off who is viewed to have the greatest impact. And there's no dispute. Micah Parsons to our conversation about what they were last year as a defense to this year. And even in a time of need, being versatile enough to adapt to being an edge rusher. And and now how he can move around and play off the ball at a high level, too. I mean, all those things continue to make that case. But their team has to have success, which they, they have. They're winning the NFC East. They're going to be a playoff team. And he's had the greatest impact. As good as Aaron Donald is, as good as T.J. Watt, anyone else you want to throw in the conversation, no one's had a bigger impact on the turnaround of a team than Micah Parsons this season. Yeah, plus 175, still sitting there, plus 175, make a little bit of coin. It's, it's a, a free 75 bucks. Yeah. If you want a free 75 a bucks, go ahead and lay the money. Yeah, Fox bet, plus 175, that's a lock. All right, it's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox. Coming up next, we've got the news with Brady Quinn. Yes. Always a fun ride to close up shop. We'll get into it right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Pantera. 
Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, we are going to be back on the air tomorrow, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, make sure you uh, stick around uh, for the Dan Patrick Show coming up next. Uh, I believe it's Rob Parker and Doug Gottlieb. Uh, so there should be uh, some fireworks. Uh, fireworks on, uh, on FSR here coming up uh, a little bit over uh, 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. By the way, I want to let you know we are brought to you by one of our favorite cities, Las Vegas, the greatest arena on earth. Plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And right now, it's time. News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. All right. It's the BQ News. What do we got there, superstar? Well, this one particular story kind of caught my eye. I thought it was a little bit odd. An odd way for a dispute between... Well, two guys in a heated volleyball match in Japan, uh, there was a gesture that was made. One player in particular, Takamatsu, he, he, he found it offensive. This started a shoving match, which lasted about 15 seconds, although it ended by Takamatsu leading and kissing the other guy in the face, and then he walked back to their side of the net. That's uh, interesting. Huh. Yeah. It's kind of like yeah. Talladega Knights. Yeah. I was thinking it was kind of like the NBA, like how those guys fight. <laughs> oh. That's no. uh, there's a lot of ways to uh, to take this conversation. Okay. Uh, what? I mean, yeah, it's just I mean, uh, now was it There's no better way to squash a, a squab by kissing in the face of the man that you had hard feelings for. How long there was really the kiss? really is no rebuttal. How long was yeah. the kiss? Uh, it was a peck. It was a peck. Oh, okay. It was not oh, okay. like oh. it wasn't anything like that. Oh, we're good. I mean, but it was on the lips. It was on the lips. Well, there That's you go. just uh, that's creepy. No, I mean, no, it's let not me ask creepy. you this: you just, gotta, you just gotta make make things work. Men fences. I don't know. We we've had arguments on the air. I don't think we ever touched lips. Uh, you know, well, you a know, behind the scenes. The reason why I picked this story to start off with is because of uh, what happened between Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. Oh where, yeah, they need to just <laughs> get out and kiss, take a peck on each other's lips. Yeah, you know. a very different way uh, in two men in the realm of sports and handling a uh, a heated debate. Uh, they <laughs> went to fisticuffs cuffs to kind of solve their differences uh it seemed like these guys wanted to kind of share love I well, well technically they did push each other so there was a moment of physicality it was it's what happens after right it's like i pushed you i didn't like it you didn't like it can we make up let's kiss let's move hey on. by the way you know? brady uh because you weren't here on monday so i gotta get your opinion on this do you think that the big screen in dallas was intentionally replaying it over and over again to try and piss off deron Payne? because he seemed 100%. like he was getting more and more heated after they were showing the replays because it looked like he got punched and didn't do anything about it yeah 100 percent. yes i mean that's that's what they should be doing by the way <laughs> like i'm tired of stadiums especially home stadiums not doing stuff like this to create a home field advantage. And I don't mean to disparage fans out there, but you're not as good as you once were. Like wow. I was just having I was just having wow. this conversation with a buddy yesterday. Uh, my, my buddy Danny O'Malley. No one does the wave anymore. No one does like you never see the wave in the stands. It used to be like every sporting game you'd go to at some point they'd have the wave. Everyone's too busy on their phone. They're yeah. too busy, you know, doing something True. else or taking a snap face themselves. 
It's disappointing. It's not what it used to be. If the fans can't do it, then someone in the Jumbotron operator better take it in their own hands. I agree. Yeah. By the way, uh, the least surprising detail from this show is that Brady has a friend named Danny O'Malley. That's yeah. a, it's just a stunning, stunning development. I there. like it. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you this. There is a, 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 a Thai chain restaurant that has a cannabis pizza. <laughs> However, the pizza, it will not get you high which left many consumers um, a little bit disappointed by the fact. I think they were going there thinking that the pizza would get them high. Would you eat a cannabis pizza if there's no side effect? Uh, well, Nitsa tells me not to drive yes. and eat eat cannabis pizza. That's a so good job right there. I'll make sure I'm at home when I'm eating it, but I certainly will base my whether I consume it fully or not off of, well, the taste. If this is a Thai restaurant. Oh, so it has nothing. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the after effects. Then. Yeah. Now I'll handle the after effects. I'll cross <laughs> that bridge when I get there. <laughs> That's dessert. Yeah. Um. Uh. Can I just say this? Thai food. Eh. Overrated. Yeah. That's because you get a weak stomach. No. It's yeah. because Indian food's better. I mean, oh, a lot of people don't want to say that. Uh, you know, Thai food is like a wiffle ball. You know, Indian food, they're throwing 95 at your head. All right? So so you either have the balls or you don't, and uh, Indian food's better than Thai food. How's that? It's very interesting. Yeah, I'm saying, man. That's how it works. Okay. All right. Uh, I need a little help with this last story. All right. And, and as it relates to, what was the show that went viral and everyone was talking about it last year during covid it was oh, an animal. Tiger King. Tiger King. Yeah, yeah. basically, King. Uh, if you want to make people uh, stay at home uh, even more so than COVID, uh, drug addicts and wild animals. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, interesting mix. Uh, that's where and this murder. Kinda... Don't forget about murder. Yeah, those two. Well, yeah. good. was it murder? Was it, uh, There's a lot of things. There's alleged. Show. Alleged. Yeah. I don't alleged. want them coming after me. Alleged. Yeah. You know, yeah. whatever. Some, alleged foul play. How about that? There you go. <laughs> Jesus. Here's where these stories kind of collide. So there was a farm in Maryland that had zebras in particular, but they ended up running loose. They've been escaped for four months. They were finally caught recently (laughs) and returned to the herd of zebras on this Maryland farm last week. Oh, wow. I mean, uh, we're sure they're zebras. Yeah. So, like, you know, nobody had, like, some white horses and, you know, was sniffing what glue. What you know about was, white horses? I'll just say a sniffing glue, and they brought out the spray paint and said, anybody going to fall yeah, for this? Yeah, it's not an Elmer's factory around the corner, yeah. if that's what you're asking. I know. I'm just, yeah. you know, just wondering. Just wondering if that, that possibly took, <laughs> took effect. Run, here. zebras, run! <laughs> I mean. Is a zebra black uh, or white? Is a zebra black is so or white racist. stripes or white that with black That is so stripes. racist. <laughs> Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.